topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host and their guests and not those of W4CS Radio, its employees, or affiliates. W4CS makes no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening to the Cancer Support Network on W4CS.com. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Live. I'm Carolyn Gazella, your host tonight. And if you've listened to this show on a regular basis, you know that I have my favorite nutrients probiotics, omega 3s, vitamin D, just to name a few. But I have to say that right towards the top of the list is glutathione. We've talked about glutathione on this show before, but tonight we'll be presenting some new information and we're going to talk about how to influence glutathione levels from different perspectives like diet, other nutrients, taking glutathione directly as a dietary supplement. Of course, you'll be reminded as to why this nutrient is so special and so important and why it's one of my favorites. But before we begin, I have a few announcements. If you've ever missed any of our shows, don't worry because you can find all of our past shows on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and soon Pandora, as well as many other podcast outlets. So look for us. Uh, where you like to uh, hear your podcast. We also feature past shows on our website at theithriveplan.com. I'd also like to thank the sponsors of our show, who are Cognizant Citicoline, Cetria Glutathione, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, and, of course, the iThrive Plan. We appreciate our sponsors very much. Now, tonight... My guest is Dr. Danielle Citrolo, who is the Director of Scientific and Regulatory Affairs at Kiowahako, USA. Dr. Citrolo earned her doctorate from Albany College of Pharmacy of Union University. Her bachelor's is in biochemistry from, Northern, from North Carolina State University. She has held positions in the hospital setting as well as retail pharmacy, and she's been on the show before. Dr. Citrolo, welcome back. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I am too, because I tell you, this new information that we're going to present tonight is pretty cool. Of course, I want to kind of lay a foundation. And one thing I like to do, uh, especially because you haven't been on for a while, I, I like to have our listeners get to know a little bit more about our experts. So before we talk about glutathione in detail, um, your journey is pretty interesting. You know, you moved into the dietary supplement industry, but before that you worked uh, as a doctor of pharmacy in the hospital setting. Now, what were some of the, the bigger lessons that you learned about health and wellness coming from that hospital setting? Well, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, you know, when I have a different perspective now, obviously, than I did at the time when I was working in the healthcare setting, you know, at the time, 
you know, you're more in the clinical setting and you're very focused. And I do think it's less, you know, our, our healthcare system is definitely less about healthy, but more treating the unhealthy. And so you're really focused there. And I would say now on the other side of the fence, you know, looking back, I think that, well, one thing I did learn while working with maybe the more unhealthy group, if, you know, if they're on medications, you'd say maybe they're on the not so healthy side versus healthy, but, um, you know, people are resilient and people are pretty strong and amazing, but Overall, I think the biggest lesson learned is looking at our healthcare system and seeing how it probably needs to change. And I think there needs to be, you know, medicine has to have more of a focus on, you know, on being healthy and preventing. Um, and I think we're on the cusp of getting there. Um, definitely, you know, medicine's making people live longer, you know, in some cases, but I think in a lot of cases, quality of life can be significantly compromised. So I do think there needs to be a shift to more functional medicine, more prevention. And I feel like, you know, and it could be because I'm on this side more now, but I do feel like traditional medicine is actually more open and more receptive. And I think it needs to to shift that direction. Um, But unfortunately, you know, insurance companies are sadly dictating how much, you know, our practitioners or time are spending with them. And, Unfortunately, they're spending less with the healthy ones, and 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 we need to work on get keeping people healthy and preventing. And it's not that we don't we know very well how to treat. You know, we're pretty good there, and we're working on more and more treatments. But I think there needs to be a real big shift. And I think that lesson wasn't learned while I was there, but more having perspective now. Yeah, it's such a good point. And you know, I'm glad I asked that question because you're right. You now get to see the flip side of that coin, the proactive prevention. Right. And yeah, so that's cool. Well, good. So so I, I want to talk about glutathione because honestly, there's a lot to cover. Um, this is a really, really interesting nutrient. So let's start with the basics. What is glutathione? Sure. Well, um, it is an antioxidant, um, and actually it is something our bodies make. So we call it an endogenous substance because we make it, and we make it to utilize it as an antioxidant in our body. Um, And so, you know, um, it's one of the most important antioxidants that our body makes, and basically antioxidants, you know, kind of fight toxins and harmful substances that we ingest or we even sometimes make in our bodies. So, um, so in, in, in the basic quickest answer, it's an antioxidant that, you know, we produce inside our bodies. Actually, every living cell produces glutathione. That's how critical it is to the living species in general. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in a lot of detail, but now if our bodies make it, why do why do we need to worry about it? Well, yeah. So everybody is different as we know, and our diets are different and our ability to make it can vary depending on genetics and so on and so forth. So what we do know is people with higher levels of glutathione tend to be healthier and um, have less disease. So we do know that having higher levels of glutathione is better. And so what can happen is depending on our lifestyle and our exposure to harmful substances, Um, the glutathione can be depleted. And so if we're not eating a healthy diet or replenishing that, we kind of have an imbalance. And so the status of glutathione is is super important, actually, um, in our bodies. I know, and I want to talk about that when we get to the part about the the paper that I want to introduce. But um, (laughs) before the break, I have often 
heard glutathione referred to as the master antioxidant. Now, you mentioned it's the it's an antioxidant. Why do people call it the master antioxidant? Yeah, so there's a couple reasons. I mean, one of the biggest ones is that it's a very potent one. And what I mean by potent is it has it's capable of basically um, neutralizing a vast amount of harmful, harmful substances. So it has like, it's very versatile in, in the different compounds that it can really neutralize and, and, you know, protect or eliminate from our body. But even beyond that, it's actually known to recycle other antioxidants in our bodies like vitamin C and vitamin E. And although we think of them as vitamins, they're also antioxidants as well. And glutathione actually can then recycle those two important antioxidants, which is like, you know, making it really important and critical. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's versatile. It can recycle other antioxidants. It's involved in immunity. It's involved in detoxification. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is a big one. Um, so well, you know what? I I do want to take our first break. But when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about glutathione. I want to bring up a, a key paper that I read just recently uh, to talk with our expert, Dr. Danielle Citrolo. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Carolyn Gazella, best-selling author, publisher, and cancer survivor. For years, I've been taking Dr. O'Hara probiotics. I chose Dr. O'Hara probiotics because of the highly innovative three-year fermentation process. With Dr. O'Hara, the probiotic bacteria are fermented with foods to ensure that I'm getting the highest quality probiotic supplement possible. I highly recommend Dr. O'Hara probiotics. Ask for Dr. O'Hara probiotics at your local health store. Attention all cancer survivors, are you ready to thrive? Hello, I'm Dr. Lisa Schuler, And I'm Carolyn Gazella, and we are the creators of the new iThrive Cancer Survivor Online Wellness Plan. iThrive creates an individualized wellness plan specifically based on your health needs. We focus on five key areas to improve your health. Diet, movement, environment, rejuvenation, and spirit. After completing a short survey, an individualized iThrive plan will be created just for you. Your plan will contain recommended, interactive, interesting, and innovative action steps in these five key areas of lifestyle. The iThrive plan will help you to recover from cancer treatment, reduce your risk of recurrence, and to achieve optimal wellness. In other words, it will help you thrive. For more information about the iThrive plan, visit www.ithriveplan.com. That's ithriveplan.com. Check it out today and receive a special time-limited offer. Visit www.ithriveplan.com today. It's time to thrive, everyone. We are constantly being bombarded by toxins in the air we breathe, water we drink, and even the foods we eat. So what's the answer? Glutathione. It's inside every cell in your body and protects you from the damage of oxidative stress and toxins. There's a special patented form of glutathione that is superior called Cetria. Cetria is pure, vegetarian, and allergen-free. 
help replenish your body's reserves of this very important nutrient, detoxified a natural way. Visit cetriaglutathione.com. That's cetriaglutathione.com. I'm your host, Carolyn Gazella, and I'm here with Dr. Danielle Citrolo. We're talking about glutathione, and I mentioned this paper that I read. So I've been writing and researching glutathione, gosh, for maybe even close to 10 years. It's been a, a long time. It's a nutrient that has fascinated me for quite some time. I take it myself. Uh, Dr. Alshuler and I have formulated a product with it in it, and so so we're pretty high on this. So this paper was published by Dr. Deanna Minich, who has been a, a guest on our show, um, and it was published in September 2019 in the journal Nutrients. Uh, so Dr. Minich and her colleague, uh, Benjamin, Dr. Benjamin Brown, talk about the importance of glutathione. They also talk about how nutritional intervention can enhance glutathione levels, which we're going to touch on. Um, but the interesting thing, Dr. Citrolo, was this table on page three of this paper, and it's titled Clinical Conditions and Diseases Associated with Glut- Glutathione. There are 15 different bullet points uh, here. Uh, the first one is aging and age-related disorders. Now that's a big category. So these are all things that glutathione uh, impacts: uh, Alzheimer's disease, cancer, liver disease, um, you know, diabetes, uh, mental health disorders. I mean, this is a huge list. And and I have to say that I think that Dr. Minich and Dr. Uh, Brown did a, did a great uh, job on this paper. It was it was pretty thorough. Um, so tell us a little your take on the paper. Tell us a little bit about what you thought about this recently published paper. Yeah, it was it was actually a really great perspective. Um, and I, I, I mean, we did know that there was a relationship and an implication with glutathione and diseases, but you're right. Like the way she laid out all the diseases and when you look at it, you're just like, wow. And and inciting all the references related. So there there's an association and we've known we've known that, but she just really spelled it out really well, I think. Um, for me, you know, my perspective is different. I know, you know, quite a bit about glutathione too. And like, I always talk about it, recycling vitamin C and vitamin E, but then this paper actually showed that actually by taking vitamin C and vitamin E can bump up glutathione levels. So they're all like supporting each other, which is, was, was, was kind of funny and, and, and an interesting kind of flip on, on some of my knowledge. Um, and I liked that. And, um, and yeah, also, um, yeah. And I think, you know, we mentioned um, the protein, you know, when we were talking, but I never even knew, but, you know, the protein, especially specifically supplementing with the whey protein can actually um, help with glutathione synthesis, which is really interesting. And, and it makes sense, but um, I didn't, I actually didn't know about the, the research behind that. Yeah, I mean, some of the nutrients that she's talking about were surprising, and some of them, obviously, I knew about as well, you know, N-acetylcysteine and and some other things. I mean, and she talks about the vitamins, she talks about green tea, she talks about phytonutrients, et cetera. But I have to tell you, I think what you're talking about is the fact that she points out that impaired protein digestion 
may also be a limiting factor in ensuring healthy glutathione levels, a lack of reduced hydrochloric acid production in the gastric mucosa, and uh, and or pancreatic enzymes insufficiency would be important to assess. I did not know that. So for our listeners, what, what that's saying is that if you're having digestive issues and you are uh, need to take enzymes with your meal, things like that, uh, you're not producing as much hydrochloric acid, uh, perhaps you're on an OTC drug for some of these issues, um, your glutathione levels could be affected. Now, Dr. Citrolo, um, you as a pharmacist, I mean, that's got to be something that you would look at if your, you know, person presents and, you know, they're complaining about issues like this, digestive issues. Um, you may want to be thinking about glutathione in that case, Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we didn't, I think that so many people previously were on these acid producing medications and it was fixing a lot of issues with, you know, digestion and stuff. But now we're learning about how it impacts, you know, the, the microorganisms in the gut, how now it impacts glutathione. So the more and more we learn, you know, suppressing this acid is really not having a positive impact on digestion and, and health status. Um, but this, this is definitely an interesting twist, which I hadn't seen before either. Um, but yeah, this, the acid reducers are, are a little bit of an issue. So we'll see where they're going to go in. Um, I think they're going to be not used as, as, as they used to be as much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they're problematic, uh, for sure. I mean, we're, we're doing a, an abstract and commentary in the natural medicine journal that I publish on, proton pump inhibitors and, and, yep. <laughs> uh, you know, danger. I mean, not you as a pharmacist know, know all about yep. those. Um, and the interesting part too, is that protein consumption. So people who aren't getting enough protein, uh, can, um, you know, worry a little bit about, um, their glutathione levels. The, I found their conclusion really interesting and you touched on it in the uh, introduction when we were talking about glutathione. These researchers are saying that glutathione is so important that it could become and in in their eyes should become a biomarker associated mm-hmm. with disease risk and that it, that it should be an important target. So could it be that you know how we check cholesterol and we check blood pressure because we're worried about cardiovascular issues. Could it be that someday clinically we're looking at glutathione levels to assess overall health and disease risk? Oh, I absolutely. I definitely think, I think that's probably in more the closer future. I know a lot of functional medicine doctors already are doing it and there's enough, I think, implication with disease that it's pointing that direction. I think the only struggle that she talks about in the book is that there's no well-established reference ranges, but I do mm-hmm. think that we could establish something. It's just, there's a lot of personal variability. So that's the other struggle. Um, so a lot of the normal measurements in the blood, you know, everybody, the reference range is kind of solid, but it's not always perfect for everything either. You know, so there are still ones that the norm is not the norm for everybody. And I think that's the struggle here, but I, I do expect to see it. I would say in the near future, um, yeah, there's so much research on glutathione. I mean, every every week there's multiple publications coming out. So it's just a lot of wealth and science is being built on this, you know, ingredient and understanding its in, implications in the body. So I do, I do think the medical community is going to be hopefully catching up. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. But until that time, until we until you can 
go to your doctor and test your glutathione like you do your vitamin D levels. Until that time, it's really prudent to make sure that you're getting enough vitamin D through diet and dietary supplementation. Um, that's why Dr. Alshirla and I take it and promote it. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about diet first. Um, what foods are high in uh, glutathione that people should be uh, focusing on? So, I mean, we always talk about um, broccoli. We like our broccoli with glutathione, asparagus, avocado um, is high. The green, green beans, um, spinach. Spinach is a big one. And, and those are more, vegeta- you know, vegetables. You know, you can get it also from, um, you know, f- from your protein. So beef is a good one too. Um, but they talked a lot about, you know, um, plants and vegetables in the paper, actually, which shows um, a real positive impact on glutathione levels overall. Well, that's good news because I like broccoli, asparagus, avocado, green beans, and spinach. I like them all, so I'm I'm, I'm yeah. good there. But you know, even even uh, you know, my diet's pretty good, and I try to focus on those types of things. I realize that um, some days uh, I just can't get enough of those things, and with an environmental pollutants and and stress, and maybe there's a week where I'm not exercising as much. There's a lot of factors that could cause me not to get glutathione. And in that case, um, I do take a glutathione uh, supplement every single day. Now, not that long ago, doctors were telling me, well, you can't take a glutathione supplement. It won't be absorbed. There was this myth surrounding glutathione, like taking glutathione directly. It wouldn't get absorbed. It wouldn't go into the bloodstream and wouldn't have any effect so you need to take these precursors, which I was never a big fan of. I like to just go right to the source, take the source. So um, tell us a little bit about, I, I mean, first of all, is it a myth? And if it is, help us c- clarify this issue. Yeah, so there, you know, basically I think the research is kind of divided. You know, it's kind of both, uh, there's there's papers on both sides of the fence. So there's kind of like this in inconclusive feeling out there in the medical community, like kind of like, is it absorbed? Because there's papers that have been published that show it's really not well absorbed. And then there's people that that are published that are well. And then there's this individual response too, I think that impacts the research and the quality of the research done previously is, is not so great, but a more recent study that was very well done Um, and it was published within the last five years, which is good, which you want to see, really does show us that, you know, ultimately the goal is to increase glutathione levels, you know. So, you know, what it showed was over a six-month period, so more chronic supplementation daily like you're doing, it really showed that people's blood levels of glutathione, and they measured all the compartments, but the compartment that increased the most was the red blood cells, which she talked a lot about in that paper being, you know, the, the, what we want to measure. And that was the same thing with the investigator wrote in the paper was the, the red blood cells re- really showed the biggest increase. And that was o- almost 35%, which is pretty good. Um, so, and they were taking a reduced glutathione oral supplement. Um, and so, you know, ultimately that's what we want. And so I think that answers the question that, yes, we can take glutathione orally and we can, you know, increase our glutathione levels. Yeah, I would agree. It was kind of, it was that paper. That was the paper from, it was it the researcher from Duke? Uh, uh, or Penn State. Penn State. Penn State, Penn State. Yeah. And Dr. Ritchie was his Dr. name. He Ritchie, actually researches yeah. 
glutathione a lot. He's got hundreds of publications on glutathione, really knows the ingredient well. I would think it was that paper that caused Lisa and I, uh, so just by full disclosure, that researcher focuses on a very specific form of reduced glutathione called Cetria. And it was at that point when we read that research that we sprung into action and we contacted the companies that make Cetria glutathione and asked them to be a sponsor. Uh, Because, you know, Lisa and I have difficulty recommending brands that we don't align with. Um, So, yeah, so people hear about Cetria on our radio show. Um, So I just wanted to clarify and, and disclose that that uh, researcher um, uses the Cetria. So if you're looking for absorption, uh, it would be the Cetria brand that you would want to um, uh, consider. Now, uh, other than the fact that it's a, a reduced form of glutathione, are there any other benefits to to that particular type of uh, glutathione that we need to be aware of? Well, I think with supplements in general, you know, quality really matters. You know, it's it, it's actually I always compare it to like toilet paper. You know, you don't want to get the you don't want to get the store brand. You want to get you want to get Charmin. And I think with supplements, it it is when you pay for better companies, better brands, better better ingredients, the quality really comes along with it. And with Cetria, you do you do get a higher quality glutathione that's made by a fermentation process, which is an extremely natural process, more similar to the way our bodies produce it, if you will. And then, you know, it's made, it's an ultra pure ingredient, 100% pure material. There's no additives, no junk that you don't want to have. And efficacy is important. So, having an ingredient that has been put to the test and really shown to have the outcomes that you're looking for um, when you're taking a supplement. So a lot of the more high quality products actually have research to show that they work, which is important. So that's why you want to take those ones. Um, And so that's, I think, the three major things that make, you know, it worth paying a little bit extra to get uh, the cetria glutathione versus, you know, some no-name glutathione that could be out there. Yeah, I would agree. There, there's a pet peeve that I have, and I think I talked about it on uh, this podcast, but I also do a podcast for our Natural Medicine Journal for Healthcare Professionals, and I know I've talked about it on that podcast, but it's this issue of borrowed science. So what will happen with some manufacturers is they'll, my, my favorite example is um, sol palmetto ac- extract for benign prostatic hyperplasia, totally unrelated. But, but what was <laughs> happening is that these manufacturers were taking the studies associated with sol palmetto berry extract and using those studies to promote their product. But the reality is, is that the oil of the extract, a special standardized oil of the extract was used in the studies. And when you look at their label, um, it wasn't the oil, it wasn't the exact product that was used in the study. So the reduced form of um, glutathione orally that was used in the studies is the form that Lisa and I recommend. So so we're not having an issue of that borrowed science uh, that can confuse consumers going on. We know that that's the exact ingredient that was used in the study. So I, I thank you for clarifying that. And I think that's really important. So now it is time for our final break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion about glutathione with Dr. Danielle Citrullo. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We've got your back for immune health this season. 
It seems that everyone you know has a cold or the flu. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are the number one natural therapy for boosting immune health at this time of the year. Why are probiotics so good? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, you can enhance your overall immune system. Since its origin over 30 years ago, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics has prided itself on purity in creating the certified vegetarian probiotic supplement, free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Natural healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented for three years with 12 probiotic strains to create Dr. O'Hara's trademark postbiotic metabolite blend. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself this cold and flu season. Get them today. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers everywhere. Attention all cancer survivors. Are you ready to thrive? Hello, I'm Dr. Lee Sauschuler. And I'm Carolyn Gazella, and we are the creators of the new iThrive Cancer Survivor Online Wellness Plan. iThrive creates an individualized wellness plan specifically based on your health needs. We focus on five key areas to improve your health. Diet, movement, environment, rejuvenation, and spirit. After completing a short survey, an individualized iThrive plan will be created just for you. Your plan will contain recommended, interactive, interesting, and innovative action steps in these five key areas of lifestyle. The iThrive plan will help you to recover from cancer treatment, reduce your risk of recurrence, and to achieve optimal wellness. In other words, it will help you thrive. For more information about the iThrive plan, visit www.ithriveplan.com. That's ithriveplan.com. Check it out today and receive a special time-limited offer. Visit www.ithriveplan.com today. It's time to thrive, everyone. Are you interested in boosting your brain power? So am I. This is Carolyn Gazella, co-host of 5 to Thrive Live, and I'm here to tell you about a supplement that I take. The human brain needs a lot of nutrition to stay focused throughout the day. Citicoline naturally enhances energy-producing centers within the brain. Cognizant delivers a clinically tested, patented form of citicoline that supplies your brain with the energy it needs to stay sharp. Look for Cognizant on the label, or for more information, visit Cognizant.com. That's Cognizant.com. Gazella, and I'm here with Dr. Danielle Citrullo, and we're talking about one of my favorite nutrients, glutathione. We've learned about how important glutathione is to health. We've talked about um, ways to enhance glutathione through diet and other dietary supplements, and we're talking about using glutathione uh, directly as a dietary supplement. And now, uh, before the break, we were talking about the form of glutathione, this this reduced form of glutathione that you can take orally. Now, Dr. Citrullo, um, what is the typical uh, dosage when it comes to just general health? I'm not talking about I'm trying to, you know, deal with any kind of illness. I'm just talking about um, proactive prevention, kind of the way that I use glutathione. What's the typical dose? 
So I, I can't say there's one, but I would say it's a range. I would say between 250 and 500 would be my preference because I do think it depends on the individual. You know, so I think that if you're talking somebody who's very healthy, really eating healthy, exercising, getting that diet that's already rich in glutathione, I think even those people could use that extra 250 to really as like an insurance. But then there's like the older population as we age, glutathione does decrease. So I would say for people that are a little bit older, more likely to be on some medications potentially, sometimes their diets are like less diverse. I think that 500 would be a nice like healthy dose for those people. Um, that's my, my opinion. There's no set anything in the, in the studies, you know, they were, they were studied at 250 and a thousand, you know, all are safe, but I think that's like the sweet spot, the 250 to 500 on a daily day, um, day for healthy subjects is probably safe. Yeah, that's what I take. I take 500 milligrams a day. Um, another thing to point out too, you mentioned how it decreases as we age, which thank you for pointing that out. I always forget about that. But also, yeah. um, because it's so critical to detoxification and liver support, um, I think that people who might be exposed to, you know, maybe you're in more of a, you know, environment where there's pollution or you're exposed to any kind of toxin, uh, glutathione is going to be a go-to nutrient that you want to take as well. Now, you mentioned safety. Um, so any anything, I mean, obviously you're a pharmacist and, and in your world you look at contraindications and uh, can it be mixed with things and uh, safety is a big issue uh, for, for people like you. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> how, how safe is glutathione? So because it's something that we, I, I like things that, you know, our body already makes um, because it, it feels like, you know, it feels a little safer, you know, but of course more doesn't always mean better either. So, but there is, we have um, what's called uh, generally recognized as safe. It's a dossier that looks at toxicology and safety and they've done that with glutathione, which is really important for safety. So we know it's safe. They've done toxicology studies to know what the safe dose is. And we have a lot of studies. There's, as you see from even this paper, there's tons and tons of publications of using glutathione. And a lot of it's done in the clinical setting, which are doses beyond what I was talking about. So doses at one, two, two grams and, 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 and on a regular basis. So because that data exists and because it's been around for a long time, we know that there are very few actually adverse events that are happening. Um, so it, it overall is, is, is very safe. Some contraindications that you want to think about. One of the things that it does, like you said, is it helps to detoxify or it helps to eliminate um, chemicals and, and maybe medication. So um, you want to think about maybe if you're in the middle of chemotherapy, it actually may metabolize that drug faster and make it less effective. So something like that is, you know, I would say contraindicated and you'd want to talk to your doctor if you're in the middle of any, you know, serious treatments like that, um, just to double check um, to make sure. But overall in the health and wellness space, it's good. It's perfect. But in like a chemotherapy um, middle treatment type thing, I would, I would, I would say, you know, not to take it then, but wait till you're in, you know, um, recovery and remission and then actually, you know, you're, you're good to go back on. And I'm yeah. sure you can speak to that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Great that you pointed out. Thank you for doing that. Cause it is something that we mentioned as well as during active chemotherapy, um, you know, not to take, uh, certain substances, certain herbs fall into that category. So, so yeah, definitely check with, uh, 
um, with your doctor and, and uh, you know, see a naturopathic oncologist uh, like, like Lise because they, they're well-versed as to what should and should not be taken during active chemotherapy. Now, you mentioned uh, generally recognized as safe. That's that GRASS status, which is really interesting because it's kind of like a gold standard in our industry and the natural health industry is specific to dietary supplements. That's like what you want to get. So uh, look for that um, when it comes to certain ingredients. Um, an ingredient that has that grass status is really considered safe. So thank, thank you for bringing that up as well. Now, earlier in the uh, show, you mentioned research and how, and I, I see this as well because I'm, I'm looking at the scientific research every week and I see a lot going on in the area of glutathione. Can we expect to see any new research coming out in the scientific literature on glutathione, you know, like next year or the year after? Well, of course, I mean, there, like I said, every week there's different um, yeah, universities true. and places all over the world that are publishing papers. And I, as you and I, we see it and we, I read them and everything. Um, Kiowa, you know, is always um, investing in more research to back the efficacy I talked about. And so we are currently working on one protocol that's, you know, in the middle of, um, in the middle of its process right now, but that's more specific actually to um, sports um, nutrition. So looking at, um, you know, exercise and how it can help in, in, in an exercise um, setting. And, and so we're doing that. And then we're actually working on planning our, our next one after that. So we're always kind of have something teeing up to see, you know, where we, where we can see it potentially help um, healthy people. Um, the research that we see in the literature come out weekly often is a little more, you know, it depends, um, but not always in healthy subjects, often, you know, more in the clinical setting or even like a lot of it's done on the more molecular level um, or like in vitro type studies. Um, so... So that's what we have going on. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So when you're talking about sports nutrition and exercise, is that with glutathione? Yes, yes. Cool. Yep. Well, that's cool. Yeah, we'll we're excited about that. Yeah, see how that, uh, sure how that should goes. help. <laughs> but yeah. it'd be nice to just have the science to show it. So Yeah, great. Well, that sounds good. Um, I always like to find out, you know, obviously uh, you've been uh, in the healthcare industry and now in the natural healthcare industry for quite some time. I always like to ask our experts what they do, um, you know, when it comes to their health. I mean, obviously, you're you're an advocate of taking glutathione, but in addition to that, and in addition to diet, certain dietary supplements, what do you like to advise people, or what do you and your family do when it comes to diet and lifestyle to just maintain your health and help reduce your risk of developing an illness? Well, that's uh, complicated in my life right now since I have two children. <laughs> but I would say the things that I think about about me and my family the most are obviously, you know, diversity in, in the diet, you know, just trying to get a different vegetable at every meal that throughout the day, you know, just to try to get them and me the diversity and the nutrients. And then I'm a big sleep advocate, so my kids go to bed early and I pretty much go to bed not not long after them. So I'm getting, you know, my eight hours of sleep, if not more. And I do think that that helps me a lot. Um, I wasn't getting as much, obviously, when my kids were even younger. But now that they're a little bit older, um, it's really nice to have my sleep back. And I think that really impacts my health. Um, and then, of course, you know, supplements. I supplement my children and myself with, you know, I love 
omega. They don't eat enough <laughs> fish. Unfortunately, their diets are, it's a struggle. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we all supplement with omega and vitamin D, um, sometimes calcium, but depending on their diet too. Um, and vitamin, um, so in multivitamin, I, I give myself and my children as well. So, so a little bit of what I do again, it's, it's always a struggle <laughs> when you right. have young children to kind of have that balance, <laughs> but oh, I know. those are the important things in my mind. <laughs> and yours are three and five. So they, I would imagine That's that right. they keep you, keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. That's why my sleep is so important. <laughs> um, the other thing that we talk about a lot on this show is uh, we call it movement uh, because we're we're big fans of of movement and we don't like to kind of pigeonhole people into exercise. Now, you as a, a mother of two young kids, um, it may not be you know possible to to get to the gym and do an organized workout or or whatever. But what's your what's your philosophy about movement? I mean, I obviously want to exercise more than I do, but I do I do try to I, I I don't stop obviously with the kids and we do walk a lot as much as we can. Um and I want to exercise obviously more, but it's important for me to show them that movement's important. It's easy at this point because they don't stop either. But you know, I do feel that um they will I want them the requirement will be for them to pick one activity and it has to be a movement activity eventually, you know? So Mm -hmm. I want them to be in some type of sports, whatever, be just, just not because I think they're going to get, you know, but just for health purposes, I do want them to do right now. I don't need to push it. They're running around the house nonstop. They're constantly moving. And (laughs) so are we, um, but we do go for walks. We go for bike rides. We love that. It's a, it's a fun thing to do with the kids. Um, when the weather permitting, you know, now we're in the middle of winter, but we still go out because it's not always so you know, cold. Yeah. But it's important. It's very important. It is. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, to start them young, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we now know, uh, that, uh, childhood obesity is a a huge issue and movement, um, is a, is a critical factor there. And the interesting thing about movement, um, is that it has such mental health benefits as well. Yesterday I had the opportunity to interview an expert, a pediatrician, um, uh, about ADHD and autism and to hear his take on diet and exercise. I mean, these are some pretty challenging conditions to, uh, address, uh, for young kids Mm -hmm. and, uh, to hear his philosophy on, you know, movement and diet and, and how to get kids engaged and how, you know, he's like, well, I don't tell kids what they, what they shouldn't do or can't do. You know, I try to tell them, Hey, you know, what if you would eat these vegetables? How do you think you would feel? And what if you did go run around in the playground? And, you know, so it's, it's all about mindset. Um, and, and, you know, that brings me to stress management. I mean, we live in pretty stressful times right now. And it occurred to me that I know that glutathione has not been studied specifically with stress management, but when our bodies are under stress, um, we feel the physical effects. For example, um, uh, we're not sleeping as well. Our mm-hmm. immune system gets uh, down. Uh, perhaps our de- uh, detoxification system gets sluggish. Now, I'm, I might be making a, a stretch here, but wouldn't glutathione be one of those nutrients that could help the body kind of shore up those systems that are affected by stress so it would be a good supplement to take during stressful times. There are no studies on that though, right? 
No, I haven't. I haven't personally seen anything. But it, I mean, I do think the biggest way it could probably help there would be supporting the immune system. So we do know stress, and I, I mean, I personally have had it. You know, well, stress really does impact the immune system. You're gonna get sick more frequently when you're consistently stressed or over. You know, just exhausting yourself. Um, and so the immune system is really impacted and I know glutathione has really shown to support that immune system. So I think you're going to get a big benefit there. So it'll help kind of bump that up. And there was, um, the study that we, you know, that was published, um, through Penn state did show an increase in natural killer cell activity. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely in the literature that supports the immune system. So I think although it might not directly help your stress, it's going to support your body's systems and fighting, um, you know, the norm and keeping it kind of functioning as, as normal as possible. I would agree. And I do remember that study that it showed a direct impact on natural killer cell activity. So I yep. think that the immune enhancing effects of glutathione, honestly, that's why Dr. Alshirl and I were looking at it so strongly. I mean, we love the fact that it supports detoxification because when we're looking at reducing risk of cancer, which is our whole life's work, um, you know, the fact that it, it has that dual effect on the immune system and detoxification uh, is what we call a twofer with glutathione. Yeah. And you know what, <laughs> you're probably getting a threefer or a fourfer because it, it has so many effects. I think, I think we learned in this show that glutathione um, is, is rightfully called uh, the master antioxidant and it has such incredible implications. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, health and illness. So um, thank you for definitely sharing um, information about uh, glutathione and how we can, you know, eat more foods. You know, uh, you know, you mentioned the green foods, but there's also, you know, squash and strawberry and peppers and tomatoes. And so there's all these wonderful whole foods that you can eat to shore up your glutathione system. Um, and then finally, you can take a glutathione supplement like I do to help give you that added insurance and, and like Dr. Citrolo does um, to get that added insurance. Now, we talked about Cetria glutathione. I want to remind our listeners um, how to spell that and where they can go to find more information about Cetria. So Cetria is S-E-T-R-I-A. And glutathione is G-L-U-T-A-T-H-I-O-N-E. So it's cetriaglutathione.com. I encourage you to check that out because on the website, uh, you know, it's not just about selling this ingredient. They actually talk about the research and they'll, they'll show you uh, the, the studies associated with this particular glutathione. Dr. Citrolo, as always, it's been a pleasure. You've given us a lot of great information. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure as well. Well, perfect. So next week, I am going to be joined by author Brandon LaGreca. He is a first-timer on 5 to Thrive Live. We're going to be talking about cancer and EMF radiation. Interesting topic. Uh, Brandon sent me a copy of his book. I had a chance to re uh, research it and look at it, and I have to say that one of the things that impressed me was the number of citations and references. Uh, this is a topic that is somewhat controversial, and some people will say, ah, you know, there's no, no harm, no foul, you know, with EMF radiation that's coming from microwaves and phones and telephone lines and everything else. But the research is actually telling us a little something different. In fact, I liked Brandon's book so much, I asked him to do a peer-reviewed paper for our journal, Natural Medicine Journal. So 
um, I think this is going to be an interesting topic. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's cancer and EMF radiation with Brandon LaGreca. That is next Tuesday. So this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your evening and may you experience joy, laughter, and love. It's time to thrive, everyone. Have a great night.